Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Is, ha- is living in separate houses from your spouses genius or janky? Genius or janky? It's a new segment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. This. My Talk yeah. one zero seven. Excuse me. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I'm just over here herding cats. Uh, but if you've got a thought on this, Bradley, why are we asking this weird question? I know it's a totally weird question, right? But this comes from a, a real life story. And I thought, you know, this is genius. Oh, wait, it's not genius. I don't know. It might be genius. So but it might be janky. Or janky. After three years of marriage, Prue... Do you know Prue? You Not don't know Prue. personally. No, Prue is from the Great British Bake Off, the uh, current incarnation of that show. So if you're a longtime viewer of that show, uh, she kind of took the place of Mary Berry. Um, she has been married for the last three years, and but her husband, she and her husband live in separate homes about a mile from each other tiny little cottages you know quaint little english cottages Mm -hmm. about a mile from each other in england and they decided you know what we're gonna move in together it's crazy kids and i you know at first i thought oh god i kind of want to do that think about it your own little cottage Mm -hmm. that you can just I feel like the older I get or the more advanced in the relationship that I get, I'm like, I'm totally fine with this. Mm -hmm. But there's one fatal flaw. What's that? Uh, Bedtime. Because we, uh, Jamie and I go to bed together every night, most mostly, I mean, within reason, Um, there are days that we don't, but for the most part we do. And that's like the fun part of being in a relationship. As far as I'm concerned, it's me, him and the dog and we go to bed together. Mm -hmm. It's like our one family activity is sleeping. Right. And so that would be a little weird if you, you were like, bye, I'm off to my home I'm going back to my cottage. You know, um, I... Because my first response was like, that sounds awesome. I know, because, well, and Jamie would love it, and you would be like him, where it would be like, you know, nothing would be dirty, everything would be clean. Um, Everything would have its place. I would be able to throw my undies on the floor and not give a rat's patoot. About the fact that your undies are on the floor. So this is, I, my perfect solution would be, because in a perfect world, I think, homes should be made in a way where there is a shared space, and then... A wing on either side of that shared space. Yes. For each person, like your domain. Yeah, I like the idea. And then the like idea. a family meet, like meeting ground in the middle. <laughs> so genius or janky, living separate from your spouse or significant other. How sad is that? But Listen, there, we're just dropping truth right here, okay? It's true. I, and I think a shared boudoir for the coming of, of the togetherness 
And, you know, you just that's a thing most uh-huh. people do in relationships. Not everybody, though. For some people, maybe they, they you know, hate sleeping together. The one thing is I hate to have to, like, elbow him because if I fall, if he falls asleep first, then I hear the snoring. If he falls asleep first, then he'll yep. often hear some snoring. Mm-hmm. So that I can see if people have a real snoring problem at home, they might enjoy separate uh, locations. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what do you think? Uh I think that we have a caller, and then I've got another idea of how okay. we can make this work in the world. Uh, but six five one six four one one zero seven one, having a separate home from your spouse. Yeah, genius or janky? Genius or janker? <laughs> Shauna's on the line. Hi, Shauna. Hi. How are you guys? Good. 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 So currently, my husband and I live in separate households. I live in the Northwest Metro. He lives in the South Metro. And the reason that works for us right now is I was previously married. So in my divorce decree, um, my kids' father and I agreed that we would keep the kids in their current school districts or we weren't uprooting them from friends in school. And that also made our parenting time easier. So um, that's why I'm where I'm at and my current husband is where he is at. That's so fascinating. Yeah. And it works? It works very well for us right now. He also has a child from a previous marriage. Um, she's in college now, but um, it works for us. It's, um, you know, we get the family to get everybody together when we could, but um, our kids are probably the number one reason in our marriage, obviously. And so when you've got blended families, uh, that just kind of made things a little bit easier. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, it sucks. It. I don't get to go to bed at night with him, things like that. But yet it really makes us also cherish the time that we do get to spend together. See, I, I you know what, Shauna, thank you so much for your call, Thanks, first of all. And I, I know of another couple for whom this is the situation and, and for the exact same reasons that there are they don't like legal agreements in place with their former spouses oh. that preclude them from uh, moving outside of the area where they are. Got it. And so I, I do think this is a bit of a modern sort of yeah. situation. I had no idea. Um, but you know what? I like what she just said, the last part of that, where she said, it does make you cherish the time that you have together more. I think that isn't that the thing that you start to lose as you have been married and sharing space with somebody after a while? Yeah. You get used to having them around. You get frustrated with some of their idiosyncrasies. Uh, they get frustrated with yours. It You don't necessarily bring your best self home. Yeah. And they don't get to see that part as much as they used to. But to be able to be reminded about how much you actually do love each other because you're not always all up in each other's grill... I don't know. I just maybe it's genius. I think for me it's a little janky because the other re- <laughs> look, <laughs> we just tried to come up with a segment that alliterated and genius and janky is kind of And where janky, we by the way, the definition of janky of extremely poor or unreliable quality. So use, I would say it that, works. We use that word all the time yeah, in our house. Yeah, That's exactly. Janky. Okay, um, anyway, so no, the reason was, you think it's a little janky. The reason I think it's a little janky is I think that it's da- if the kid thing aside, right? Like right. the the you know particular issues aside, like two places to hoard stuff. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like two extra spaces you have to like account for mm-hmm. financially. So you're kind of like, you know, you'd be paying for two households. That just seems right. a little inefficient. I feel well, like duplicates you can, of everything. You know, you'd have to you'd have to like have a whole kitchen. Right. And all of the goods yeah. that go in the kitchen and each home. And if you didn't have a ton of stuff, maybe that's fine. Um, maybe it's like apartments down the hall from one another. But I, I think a better solution, again, is to as long as you have enough space in your home, we've 
Jamie and I have talked repeatedly about moving into a condo. And one of the main reasons we don't is because like, I, th- I feel like we'd be on top of each other. And for us, that wouldn't work because we like to have our own little space, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, Kristen is on the line. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Genius or janky? Living in a separate home from your spouse. I think it's genius. My husband and I um, have two different homes. I have a townhouse down here in the cities, and we also have a home in northern Minnesota about three and a half hours away because we own a resort. And so he's up there right now, and I'm done with the kids until the kids are done with school. Oh, and that works well for you. It does. It's hard on the kids um, and, and me um, when when we're apart, but when we come together on weekends, we'll go up there a few weekends in the springtime and, and then in the fall time, and um, it's fun because then we get reunited. Kristen, do you want to give your resort a little shout-out? I would love to. It's Camp Liberty Resort. All right. Nevis, Minnesota. All right. Well, thank you, Kristen, for your call, and thank you for that insight. I mean, that I do, I get I've heard of those situations too, as well, where for whatever, for a work reason or whatever, somebody's in a different area. And like she said, and the thing that we've heard from the last two people is like the time then that you spend together is more cherished and intentional together. And if there's anything that starts to happen as you've built a family is people kind of settle into routines and you forget, you know, to kind of ignite things every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, Holly, you haven't waited on this. I feel like you might be a fan of the of the separate living structures. I'm all about the separate bedrooms, but mm-hmm. the separate house is a little too much for me. Yeah. At this point. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, It'd be a lot of work. Yeah, it's just a lot of work. I mean, yeah. having one house, I mean, come on, but having two houses and and two separate things, that's just a lot of extra work right. that I really wouldn't want to take on. But please give me my own bedroom ASAP right now. I don't want to sleep next to you. You snore, you smell. No, I just want like a duplex with a bedroom in between. Well, that's you what know? Lisa Marie said on Twitter. Yes. She said, my ideal situation is sharing a duplex where I live upstairs and he lives downstairs and I'm not cleaning his space, but exactly. I will cook in mine. I mean, here's the other thing is like, I don't want to sleep in somebody else. Like, I don't if I want to sleep in the clean bedroom. That's all I want. That's my only stipulation. So wherever we're going to have our shared sleeping space, it's going to have to be my jurisdiction. I'm drawing up a contract as we speak. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we got through the genius or janky question. Now we got a good genius idea. Or janky. We got a good idea or a bad idea. And this one's all about the Michael Jackson musical. Oh, God. This genius or janky? It is. Yeah, right. Good idea, bad idea, genius or janky. We'll get back with that after this on My Talk 107. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. Hey, by the way, don't forget to download uh, our app, the My Talk 1071 app. You can take us any old place. You can walk around with us. We'll talk to you in your ear. But even better than that, you could actually take us along with you on a cruise because we are giving away. A cruise for two. Thanks to our friends at Royal Caribbean, Bell Destinations, and Sun, Sun Country, Country Airlines. And uh, we will give that away at the end of the month. Now, in the meantime, in between time, 
We're also giving away $107 each and every day during the month of April. All you have to do is open the app. And if, uh, presuming you've already registered for listener rewards and good stuff like that, you're entered to win that $107 every day. And people have been winning it every weekday during the month of April. Also, it's not just that $107 and it's not just the month of April. There are always listener rewards available. You can get tickets and tickets to concerts, theater events, all all sorts of fun stuff. Great stuff just for listening to your favorite radio station now. We got to ask you a question. And it's about the Michael Jackson oh, musical. Okay. What do we think? That's a good idea or a bad <laughs> idea? No, okay, so set on. the stage. This is a real thing. No, set the stage. See what you did there? Oops. It is a real thing. And I thought to myself, self, I just don't know if this is the time. Here's the thing there's a musical underway, a Broadway musical called Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. And the uh, people behind it, the producers behind this upcoming musical say, you know, the show must go on. I don't and think I that think... that phrase was created for such a time as these. Don't stop till you get enough. Not either. I mean, it could have been truer than we know. Mm-hmm. However, before we devolve into juvenile humor... Let us consider that um, this involves actual people, playwright Lynn Nottage and a director-choreographer named Christopher uh, Wielden. They were talking to the New York Times about this production, and they say they're moving forward with the musical, even though, you know, uh, we're not sure if the culture is really in a place where it's wanting to watch Mm -hmm. a Michael Jackson uh, bio, Zickle, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Here's what they say, though, and I want to talk about this. This is obviously challenging. Now, what they're referring to, for those of you who maybe are not astute listeners to my talk and uh, consumers of all things pop culture, is that, of course, there was a documentary recently uh, detailing the allegations of two men who claim Michael Jackson abused them sexually for a period of years. And they are not the only ones who've done that over the years, um, credibly uh, and or otherwise. So it's within that context where people have, you know, been watching a documentary repeatedly Mm -hmm. for the last couple months that basically makes Michael Jackson out to be a serial child predator. Mm -hmm. So it's with that that he says, this is obviously challenging. It makes this not without its complications for sure. The musical he's talking about. Yep. But part of what we do as artists is we respond to complexity Uh, I see the artwork that we're making as a way to more deeply understand Michael Jackson and process feelings. And ultimately, that's what theater can do. I think what these people are trying to do right now is is to save their bottom line because this thing's about to blow up in their face. Well, and I think also convince themselves that they are uh, doing a noble thing in the name of art that perhaps they they do need to convince themselves in order to keep going. I mean, you know, Listen, here, I, I think it's a bad idea. I'll come right out and say that right right off the bat. Because at this particular time, you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's not as if these allegations have not been around for many, many years. Of course, we've been hearing this for a long time. But I would argue that this, in response to Leaving Neverland, which is the HBO documentary, that we were talking about, this really is the first time we have heard an in-depth uh, account from the voices of people who allegedly suffered at his hands. In a well-told manner. Exactly. Yeah. Because we really have not been, we have not been privy to the questioning and conversations. We've heard an account of what has been said by alleged victims of Michael Jackson. This is the first time we've really kind of sat and listened and absorbed their entire stories. And I just don't think now is the time for a Michael Jackson musical. Um, Again, going back to one of the people behind this particular musical, you know, it's fascinating. So they try to have it both ways. Um, What was her name? Nottage. Yeah. Last name, Nottage. First name. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She said, um, Originally, she said that she believed Michael Jackson's accusers mm-hmm. in Leaving Neverland. But then she backtracked a little bit by saying, well, what was what I was saying then in a different interview and what I was getting at is that the men came across as very believable. But here's the ca- uh, caveat. Were they ultimately telling the truth? I cannot 100% say so because I'm not the judge and jury and it's not my place to do that. To which I would say that's a very convenient um, moral out you've just given mm-hmm. yourself because you're saying that you believe them. And this sounds so familiar from a few other things that have happened over the last couple of years. I believe you, but I don't know if you're telling the truth. That, I don't what? even know what that actually so means. You, don't, you are an artist and have the ability to do projects about anything you want, but if you're choosing to do a Michael Jackson musical in the face of accepting that he was a serial child predator, I mean, what is... That's... Really? Uh, yeah, I gotta question that. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, Bradley, I don't, good idea or bad I idea? think that's a bad idea, kids. All right. We can wait for a while. This is true. When we come back, or never. Uh, when we come back, uh, we got our D-bags for you, and I got another musical to tell you about. Okay. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. Douchebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, man. Who is your D-bag today? Um, Beyonce's dad. Beyonce's dad? Yeah. Wow. What did he do mm-hmm. to you? Matthew Knowles. Well, because he is working on a stage play right now. It's called Survivor. The Destiny's Child musical. Oh. Now, when I say that, Bradley, what do you think uh, we might learn about in this stage show? The history of Destiny's Child as a musical act? You are incorrect. Oh, what's it about? It's about Matthew Knowles. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's Destiny's mm-hmm. dad? Pretty much. Okay. The dad of Destiny's child. He says of this show that he's uh, helping to put together, he says, quote, I want to pull back the curtain. I feel it's time to give the world an opportunity to hear, see, and feel the victories and failures that I've had as a husband, father, and manager who risked everything in pursuit of fulfilling dreams. Those of mine. Here's a song about me. What? Okay, so there's a slight problem with all of this. The whole thing? Yes. And he's estranged from Bayonce. Yes. Correct? Mm -hmm. So this would be unauthorized. (laughs) It would be unauthorized (laughs) by the Beyonce. Um, But he's going to feel free to tell his story about Destiny's Child. I mean, I guess on the one hand, it's like, tell your own story, sure. But then please don't call it Survivor, the Destiny's Child musical. Yeah, no, it should be called... I'm a dad who made it all happen, and these bitches didn't give me no credit. Yeah, here's a story about somebody you don't really care about. (laughs) Sorry, but I mean... We might. I don't know. I mean, we don't know the real story, but if you're going to do your own thing, do your own thing. Don't try to make money off of, oh, wait. So Yeah, right? I mean, that's sort of... He's just still doing what got him into this, you know, the musical in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is there going to be a song about the secret child that he had behind his oh, wife's back? Oh, oh womp, womp. Holly's showing up with some real it dirt. It was a baby that was not for everyone to know about. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there are some options. Wow, here. you're going to win a Tony. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just think it's dumb. So here's the story. Uh, the show is aiming to have a Houston premiere in 2020. Mm, and then premiere. it will, will, according to him, head to Broadway and then to London's West End and no, then a no, world tour eventually. That's not how it works. First of all, you don't <laughs> know that that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Unless it's a success, which you don't know. And something tells me... Broadway's greatest minds aren't going to be descending upon Destiny's dad, Mm -mm. a musical wannabe. I do wonder if, I mean, you got to feel like Beyonce is going to, I don't know, get wind of this and there would be a lawsuit or something. (laughs) If she's going to get wind. Somebody's going to be like, girl, (laughs) I was on the internet yesterday. Did you see what your dad no, is doing? I know she's going to get wind of it. What I'm wondering <laughs> I hope is that if happens. once she does get wind of it, if she's going to come back with a lawsuit or she'll just ignore it and just be like, whatever. Something tells me the way Beyonce works is that she does not acknowledge these things. I mean, Beyonce is one of those people that, you know. But she's she not going to be okay. for this. She's not going to be okay. She ain't bringing that drama. She will send... You know, a hitman to off him before she does it in public is what but I'm saying. I, yes, I I agree with you. She would do that on the down low. I mean, there's got to be a way that this is not going to happen because she's not going to allow somebody else to make money off of Beyonce. Do you see what I mean? Like they would have to really change all the names. I mean, it would have to be called like <laughs> Durstany's Kid. Durstany's <laughs> I'm just kid? saying, and like the main character would have to be like, you know, Rayonce or something because he, she, Seance. Thank you. Beyonce. Beyonce. Yes, exactly. Um, I just don't think that there's a way. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, your point was made. Thank you. Who's your D bag? I have a point to make. Jonathan Chabon. Remember him? Food God. Food God. I am known as Food God. 
Well, Food God has done something recently, and at first I thought it was one thing, and then I realized very quickly it was another thing, and I thought, oh, of course it's this other thing because he's dumb and weird, and I hope, I just, he frustrates. Okay, so Jonathan Chabon is Kim Kardashian's bestie, former bestie. I don't even know if they still hang out, but he made a name for himself being one of Kim Kardashian's besties, Mm -hmm. and he has since made a name for himself. I don't know how, and it actually hurts me. Mm Mm-hmm. That he has been able to create this moniker for himself brand called Food God, where he goes around the world and he's like, I am Food God. Have some food. And he eats like weird stuff on his Instagram. It's not even like shot well or photographed well. Mm-hmm. There's nothing particularly Jonathan Chabani about it other than it looks like just something absurd. Like he will find the most absurd thing, like that cotton candy burrito. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some dumb food Instagram creation mm-hmm. and just take a picture of it and throw some gold leaf on it and mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, food God. <laughs> well, now, most recently, he's got a food truck. So I thought, oh, Jonathan Chabon got a food truck. Oh, dear. But wait, there's more. It's not a food truck. It's a food truck frenzy. Mm. I what I mean by that is it's a game from oh Atari. No. It's an Atari game, an app, a game, you know, you play it on your phone, mm-hmm. called Food Fun Friend, Food Truck Frenzy with Food God. Mm-mm. Food God. So he's got his own app, which is totally down the Kardashian right? uh, trajectory, mm-hmm. right? Like they love to have their apps that they get people to download and make billions of dollars so that they can walk around and go, I'm the Food God. So he rolled up his sleeves the other night to do some PR in front of an actual food truck with his logo uh, branded all over this truck. And there's just this picture. This is just this is just what rubs me the wrong way. He's in a food truck. Okay, like it pains me because I'm not a food person like I don't food blog. I mean, I've written about food for, you know, articles, but it's usually like, oh, I ate this food. It was good. But there are people who do this for a career and a living, and this is their life's work. And Food God comes in, and he's literally inside of a food truck. There's some nachos or a hot dog or some dumb thing in a paper uh, boat. boat. Mm -hmm. And he's squirting random sauces all over. Ew. Like, Mm -mm. just like literally going. Making a mockery and wasting, being wasteful. Yeah. Making a mockery (laughs) of the modern food culture. Rude. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> I am offended for food people everywhere. Mostly because it's just crap. And you know, like everything he does, it's like one of those things where somebody had a great idea. How does life work that way? I don't know. Somebody has a half-brained idea, and because this guy has a bajillion followers on Instagram, they're like, here's a million dollars, create this dumb app, make yourself another million dollars on something that nobody wants and nobody is actually appreciating, and I ain't playing your dumb game. And also, you're not actually eating that food that's on your Instagram account. Have I made myself clear? I think I, think you I have. have. 2019 is weird, you guys. Mm. It is weird, though, because, ne- like, it's like he's playing food person. He's not actual food no, person. It literally is like he was like, I, you know, I can't be famous off Kim anymore because I think she's on to my, you know, my wily ways. I got to figure out what's the niche that I can own. Uh, so that I can make some money off of all these followers that I basically gained riding the coattails of the Kardashian family. Oh, I know. Food. Will you I'll please, be food god. Will you please look at the link that I posted underneath oh, the article uh, that I posted for this story? Mm-hmm. It's video of him 
um, shooting neon colored sauce at a camera. Uh, no, because he's he, I, can't, I can't handle oh, his him. Easter greeting. That's very nice. No, yeah. I can't handle him. I, I just in general, I can't handle him. Like, I do not believe anything that he says about the food that he eats. I don't believe any. I, I think it's all it's stunt bought. food. It's totally yes. stunt food. And it's for the purposes of because, you know, you know, it's like Instagram, anything. It's extreme. It's just like, here, let's let's have a cookie that's got you know that's 10 pounds let's get a 10 pound cookie um and eat it Mm -hmm. or there's like a sub he's holding like a jersey mike super sub that's like 20 pounds not a sub that anybody's actually going to eat they probably threw it in the trash afterward Mm -hmm. it's just a big fat waste of time effort and money and i'm just bitter also (laughs) some of the i would eat i would eat it no, anyway. you would no, not. That the sub. You would the not eat sub, that sub. No, I'm teasing. I'm just saying, like I, you know, the irony of the fact that we have a whole segment devoted to eating food on our show is not lost on yeah. me. But, but, but we, we eat food that you can eat. It's right. Yeah, about we, what eat, we, do. we are thoughtful about the food we eat. It's highly curated. Highly. I mean, the energy and time I mean, he is put into what we are going to eat weird on Fridays. Cereals. Mm-hmm. Nobody does Nobody that. Nobody does that. I mean, come on. Actually, we do that. Yes, exactly. Pizza with strange crust. What? So basically, at the end of the day, it really is just about the fact that, where's mine? Exactly. Where's mine? Well, it's. I think it's jealousy because we didn't start with umpty foo followers and, and we're not able to monetize eating food as we would like to. I've tried for years. Oh, B. Arthur keeps saying no. That's so rude. So... I'll keep trying. Huh, well, in we, the meantime, I'm just going to hate on food. Jonathan, Jonathan Chabon. Yeah. Uh, now, well, whatever. Anyway, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay, we talked about a story. I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, uh, about the fact that you all are breaking the law every time mm-hmm. you park at a parking meter. Basically, if you've ever stayed past the two hours and then like re-upped your parking from the app, that's illegal. Well, there's a... <laughs> piece of that story that you told that I've got an update on that I'm going to share with you uh, when we come back. Also, I have to tell you the most bizarre story about what a mother found living in her kid's bedroom. Oh, no. It'll change your life forever. Not her kid? Along with her kid. After this on My Talk 107.1. Yesterday, we told you uh, about how you've been breaking the law and you didn't even realize it on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And hey. uh, every time you park at a, um, what, are the, uh, what are those things called? Meter in downtown. Parking meter. Yeah. Parking meter. You are probably breaking the law and you didn't even know. At least it. if you stay past the two hour, if it says it's two hour limit, but you're on your app and you re up uh, for more than two hours, technically that is uh, an offense to the laws of the land, at least in our metropolitan area. Well, it turns out the way that they've found out that you've been parked there too long. Also, me maybe against the law. Oh, were they uh, chalk your tire? Exactly. What? Uh, That's unconstitutional. Well, it is at least in Saginaw, Michigan, and this has been ruled by a court of law. Um, this all came about because a woman who lives in Michigan, her name is Allison. Um, she 
describes herself as a frequent recipient of parking tickets. And she noted that uh, after she got her 15th citation, they were all from the same law enforcement officer. Uh, and so she, first of all, uh, alleged in her in her lawsuit that this person was a, quote, prolific chalker. But the that the chalking of the the tires yeah. that is what they use to mark your car as having been parked there for too long. OK, uh, the chalking of the tires is what her defense team or her legal team decided to go after. And specifically, they argued that that is against your Fourth Amendment rights. Uh, the Fourth Amendment protects people. I'm going to tell you, protects people from unreasonable searches Search and, seizure. and seizures. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so basically, they are calling the chalking of tires a trespassing. Uh, like it's trespassing. They say that getting into the space of somebody's personal property their car and actually applying the chalk to the tires is actually the thing that makes it unlawful. That's weird. But guess what? The judges ruled that it was indeed unconstitutional. Interesting. At least in Saginaw, Michigan. So this means very little for us here in well, it's a federal Minnesota. appeals court, though. So, I mean, if that works, it's... I suppose. Ideally, or not ideally, but, you know, I, I'm a law clerk from a former life Oh, good. Time. Good. Like, I was a law clerk mm-hmm. in a former lifetime, is okay. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And if I understand my legal shenanigans correctly, mm-hmm. if a federal appeals court ruled that, then then it... This, if they challenged the federal appeals court ruling, it would then go to, I think think either a circuit court or then the supreme court some yep. what i'm saying is eventually it could go it before could the go. Same supreme court and that would have an effect on all of us at present the decision affects the sixth circuit which includes michigan ohio kentucky and tennessee um but not minnesota in any case uh if the, just to kind of give you a little bit more perspective one of the things they argued uh was from a previous a previous case that alleged that using a GPS tracker on a car to, to be able to track where the car is. Yeah. They, they, they decided that was unlawful. Yeah. It is essentially the same act. Yeah. Getting in this and by on the same grounds, right. That like getting in the space of the car is somebody else's property. Yeah. So anyway, thought that was interesting. Wanted to share it with you as an update. You know, Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think I care about this one in particular. Just make the dumb, you know, uh, uh, what what word am I trying to say? The 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 meter rules. Just right. make them efficient and right. let us use the dumb app. And, yeah. you know, then you won't have to worry about it. Then you'll know if somebody's been there too long. Exactly. So uh, now um, I want to tell you a crazy story that's going to change your life forever about. Wow. Change my life forever. It really will. About something that was living in uh, a bedroom. Okay. A children's bedroom. Oh. And uh, the children living in a children's bedroom. And the children notified their mother and she didn't believe them and allowed this to go on for days. A ghost under the bed or what? A dinosaur. An opossum. Uh, an opossum. A woman said that an opossum was living in her children's bedroom for three full days before she believed that indeed there actually was a creature in the room. 
Okay, so this was this is based on um, a woman who shared her story in a Twitter reply to Chrissy Teigen's story of the pet hamster that went loose. Yeah, which I think we all have had that happen. Mm-hmm. Holly, yep, Twinkle Toes, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Are you sure Twinkle Toes is dead or still? You know. Went well, to the great beyond. I mean, okay. Hamsters live for about five minutes. So, so that thing was dead right away. Uh, anyway, well, so thanks. So Sorry, kid. this woman. Sorry, kid. This woman by the name of Caitlin, Caitlin shared the story about the possum that was living in her children's bedroom for three full days. Her kids kept on coming to her and saying that they saw a creature moving along the wall in their room at night. Oh, God. And just like any parent probably would say, like, oh, monsters aren't real. That didn't really happen. Like, it's fine. Calm down. Uh, Turns out, nope. Uh, They did discover an actual opossum camping out in the closet of her children's bedroom. Oh, my God. It's in, like, a plastic bin. She said we ended up, this is what she said, we ended up waiting until it crawled into a bin in their closet. Uh, And she said my husband put a pitchfork over it to make sure it didn't move. Just, you know, like to hold it in its spot, not to like put, didn't put it through it. Okay. And then they brought it outside and then they put a cookie sheet over it and then they carried the opossum outside and set it free. Oh God. But she had to take pictures first of all, cause like you would, wouldn't you? I mean, you would have to take pictures of this thing to be like, you guys No, seriously, this was in my house. Um, she said that uh, apparently the opossum wasn't keen on leaving the house and like hung around the perimeter of the home. Now I would be like sick. How did this thing get in the house in the first place? I would have all of my children um, shot for rabies. I'm sorry because, well, I don't know. Actually, first thing we got to know is if possums carry rabies because some animals don't, but some do. And if they did, you'd better believe I would give my kids those shots because you don't know that that thing wasn't nibbling on their toes while they were asleep. Oh my God. Yeah, and imagine the noises that the children were hearing in the middle of the night. Something like, good night, kids. Light click. Oh my gosh, you guys. Yeah, and I I, I think opossums are oddly cute and terrorizing at the same time. Oh yeah, no, they're Because in the wild, they're, weird they're nothing to mess with, but they are sort of adorable. Have um, you seen their jaws? He yeah. used to, Bradley used to have a pet possum. It was a pygmy possum, Patty, mm-hmm. Patty opossum. She's Irish. I still have her in a box. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's cremated. Yeah. Yeah. I have her cremate. cremate. <laughs> yes. Cremains. I'm glad you didn't throw her in the rock tumbler. I bet you had one of those. I did have a rock <laughs> oh, tumbler. Do you know how excited in. I was when I got my rock tumbler? Those things are cool, though. Oh, my God. And yeah. I made jewels. Yeah. So awesome. Oh. And um, I had a science or a, what you call it, a chemistry kit. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. Yeah. I am not surprised in the least. An erector set, probably. Oh, okay. I played I with my erector serious. set a lot. Okay, all right. Just like a boy. Yeah, uh, in I any mean, case, I do just want to say the erector. children seem to be stop it. Seem to be just fine, and they did go right back into their rooms to sleep after the possum was set I free. would never be able to Are go to sleep me? again. We would have to move. I'd be uh, like, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. we're moving out of this. I home. need you to flame like uh, torch. <laughs> Flame, flame throw torch the entire the room before also, I will set foot in it. It's like aliens. Why, you don't know where why is there no conversation about how this thing got in there in the first place? Yeah, was there, it's kind of like, um, uh, what's the movie? 
Big Edie and Little Edie. Oh, Great uh, Gardens. Great Gardens, Gardens yeah. where they have the raccoons living in the spare bedroom. Mm-mm. Like, because there's, you know, a hole yeah. in the roof. Yeah. I no. Yeah. It seems like you'd want to find that out and then, you know, I don't know, address that situation <laughs> so that that didn't happen again. I'm just saying. Ugh. All right. Oh, people are calling. Do they know? Okay. Uh, when we come back, oh, last week we played the, or we had this conversation. I had a teacher who dot, dot, dot. We love teachers, but some teachers have scarred us for life. Yeah. We're going to let you tell on those teachers. 651-641-1071. Bradley's got a great story. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.